Welcome to the next episode of She Goes Outdoors. So, Michaela, you, um, I guess we were both kind of out and about, really busy last week, yeah. and uh, so we didn't get everything posted like we wanted to, but we were out professional development. Professional development, <laughs> yeah. that's what we were yeah. doing, so yeah. we were we we're not exactly on the microphone, uh, but that's okay, because now we're going to catch everyone up on what happened last week. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've been in the office together in like... Two weeks, yeah, nearly two weeks. Feels, feels like kind of, a long time. Yeah, it's like yesterday was weird. <laughs> it was like everybody was in the office. You and I were in the office, and it's like, oh, no, what yeah. do I do? <laughs> we're not just a Snapchat group titled Work Fam. <laughs> yeah, we actually got to see each other, like remember what each other looks like. Uh, but that's okay. So uh, you know, you were pretty an exciting world last week. Tell yeah, me, let's tell the listeners about what you, what you were doing and yeah. So last week I was in Nashville, Tennessee. That's a pretty exciting place to go, right? <laughs> um, I probably didn't have your traditional Nashville experience though. Um, I got to attend my fourth annual NWTF uh, National Convention and Sports Show. So I got to join thousands of turkey enthusiasts in the Gaylord Opryland Hotel in Nashville for uh, six days that I was there, and we did all kinds of exciting stuff. Cool. Like, I mean, first, did you see any famous country singers? Well, Rhett Atkins, he played one night for our group. That was pretty cool. And then um, Chris Jansen played a concert one night for us. So uh, if you like the song Buy Me a Boat, one of my favorites. There you go. We got to hear Chris Jansen. So those were my famous people sightings. Um, but there were also some famous people in like the hunting world that okay. were there. So that was cool. I'm learning about uh, celebrity personalities in the hunting world. So oh, do uh, Steve Ranella was there. Oh, okay. Um, he did a couple things. He led a panel one day. He emceed for um, an event that we had one night. That was pretty cool. Um, Michael Waddell was there. He's okay. a great supporter of the NWTF. And so he he brought out the uh, national champion calling contest winners, and they got to Ooh. debut their calling skills, which are much better than mine. <laughs> uh, I should have been taking notes, probably. Yeah, recorded them, and then make so you know sounded later. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any other like famous personalities. Um, and then the other famous person, there. I guess there were a lot of famous people Jeez. now that I think about it. Uh, Sonny Perdue, the oh. Secretary of Ag. He's there almost every year. He's also another great supporter of the NWTF. So, yeah, I got my fair share of famous people. Cool. <laughs> it's always exciting to, to see the, the pictures and the support of the National Wild Turkey Federation and thousands of people that gathered for the support at different levels. Um, You also, I think you participated in some sessions. Michaela taught her own session. So what did you share from Nebraska that we're doing with the other states? Um, so I did a session on how to plan a mentored hunt, but it wasn't your typical session. Like, Hey, make sure you have somewhere for people to go to the bathroom and you have snacks. (laughs) Um, we talked more like the 30,000 foot view. So when you're looking at planning an event, what are other people around you doing? How can you compliment those events? Um, how can you beg, borrow and steal from what other people are doing rather than recreating the wheel all the time? Um, and we talked a lot about the outdoor recreation adoption model and not getting too serious in this because that's 
super on the educational level. Yeah. Um, but basically we talked about how there's a path that a new hunter follows from going from like learning that hunting is even a thing to going all the way through with participating and participating on their own. And so we talked about having a planning a variety of events that take people through that outdoor recreation adoption model rather than just introducing them to hunting and then stopping. Yeah. Um, and we talked a lot about the importance of if you are planning events like that, working with the partners around you that like, NGOs like the Turkey Federation, Pheasants Forever, you don't have to be like siloed and all by yourself. It's okay to like work together and have a partnership. And so it was cool. I bet it was a great presentation. And did you hear any presentations that were, uh, you know, enlightening for you to bring back to our listeners? You know, I didn't, unfortunately, I was working a lot of the time. I didn't really get to sit in on the educational stuff. Um, We did have a guest speaker one night named uh, Rourke Denver. He was um, on the movie Act of Valor, and he trains Navy SEALs. Okay. And so he gave kind of a motivational speech about, you know, working together and things along those lines. And it was one of the best public speakers I've ever seen. Um, but really, I think that was one of the only things I got to sit in on in terms of education. Um, we also got to hear a presentation on the differences in generations, like boomers, the silent generation, millennials. And, you know, it, there was some, like, comedy relief in there, making fun of the different generations for their different habits and tendencies. Yeah. But um, in a room that was full of a diverse group of people, it was kind of cool to hear about, you know, Millennials aren't all bad. No, no, no. That's awesome. Sounds like a, um, a great experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though you may have not got out in the breakout sessions, you find that out when you're kind of um, a leader, your leader at a conference that you don't get a chance to take the time and yeah. listen to what the other pre- presentations have to offer. Yeah. And, you know, you were asking about famous people. Um, I forgot one. Her name is Brenda Valentine, and she is one of the most notable females in the hunting industry. So uh-huh. ladies might want to look her up, too. She's got a Facebook page and um, a couple other things. So Cool. That's cool. super pertinent. Maybe sometimes you have to grab a hold of her on this. I know she was. Be a guest. She was telling us at convention about how um, if you try to be her friend on Facebook, apparently Facebook caps the number of friends that you can have. Oh. Um, I don't remember what the number was. Like something crazy, like fifty thousand friends or something. And so she has to go through and delete people to add new people. So like if someone isn't active on her page, she has to go through and delete friends so that she can add new friends because you can only have so many friends on Facebook. That's that's a that's a real problem. Yeah. Have. Like yeah. maybe, Michaela, we're going to reach for that goal someday. Yeah. We yeah. are going to have that problem 50, someday. 50,000 people are going to want to be our friend. The, you listeners out there, help us. <laughs> meet. We want to be... We want to meet her challenge. That's a challenge, I think, yeah, for us. Yeah, So I don't remember what the number was exactly, but it was something crazy like that. So, yeah, we'll have to maybe see if we can get a hold of her. Okay. Maybe through good. another route other than Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so while you were gone, um, yeah, I was... What did I you was, do? Yeah, no, I wanted to adventure and interview some other moms that are out there and and play in different roles within the the she outdoors world last year when i was at the becoming outdoor woman conference in ponca i met um, a young lady that you know honestly i didn't know how she got to be at the conference initially she was talking about having three kids um, you know, learning how to hunt from her husband, learning how to fish from her husband. And it finally dawned on me when she said, yep, I live at a park. I'm like, 
oh, like, like next to a park? And she's like, no, I live at Mahoney State Park. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, like, what the life it would be. Yeah. And so. Can you imagine? Where do you live? Mahoney State Park. Yep, I live at Mahoney State Park. <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, like, that's that's a great scenery. It's just your kids alone, like, yeah. can just step right outdoors and go sledding. Do, or... Does the school bus have to have a state park pass to pick their kids up for school every day? No, good question. <laughs> like, the school bus Did is exempt. <laughs> no, okay. I shouldn't. be like... <laughs> <laughs> They're standing out there like, you can't come see my kid without a state park pass. <laughs> no. Um, actually, no. The, the the buses are exempt, so they can come in. But okay. the, um, that's funny. She So I wanted to grab a hold of her. She is um, an amazing young lady that uh, she is the um, wife of the head superintendent at Mahoney. And so Caitlin and I met up at the the park and you'll find that the atmosphere is a little loud it's <laughs> because we um you know she, being stay-at-home mom her kids stayed with us which was super you know that's fun because we want to find out how yeah. what we can do with our with the kids as well and so um, we're gonna have a different segment within of this episode where I did the interview and you will hear the kids in the background because <laughs> we met up at the activity center the indoor activity center at Mahoney. So you'll hear the kids playing in the background. And um, she may even at the at moments have stops. You could tell where she stopped and had a little conversation, a side <laughs> conversation with the kids. Shh. Yeah, exactly. Stop hitting your brother. <laughs> it, there was, it was fun because she was like, here, have another Oreo. Here, have another <laughs> Oreo. <laughs> Oreos do keep my kid quiet. I think Oreos make us all quiet. <laughs> They make everyone better. There is soul food in the field. Um, that's what I did. And I don't want to cool. spoil too much with yeah. it because I want to make it... Um, a, a second piece within yeah. our episode here. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to touch base um, on a couple episodes ago. We advertised an event that we have coming up called Vineyards and Venison. It's but Vineyards and Venison um, is coming up on March seventh and eighth. March seventh is in St. Paul at Melita Vista Vineyard, and March eighth is at Solar Four Two Six in Ashland. Um, but we also have a couple turkey hunts coming up. So if there's any ladies who are interested in giving hunting a try for the first time, um, the Turkey Federation is hosting a women's hunt in Orleans, Nebraska, which is in Harlan County, um, April 17th, 18th, and 19th. And women are going to walk away with some kind of essential hunting swag uh, provided by a grant through the National, or no, the Cabela's Outdoor Fund. Um, And so... The event is $125, and let me just say, you're almost going to come home with $125 in gear. So that's pretty cool. So if you're a new hunter, uh, it's a great opportunity. And then BOW has a turkey hunt coming up too, right? We do. We do in the middle of April. I have a couple different turkey opportunities that we're we're still laying out the particular logistics. Uh, One of the hunts will be out in Brady, and that's near North Platte. Last year, the two young ladies that went on the trip were successful. They yeah. got a bird, they came home, yep. loved the experience, and in fact, they are now participating in um, other mm-hmm. activities within the Become an Outdoor Woman world. So I think both of... Michaela, where can they find more information about NWTF's hunts? Yeah, so you can just go to Facebook and search Nebraska NWTF Women in the Outdoors, um, or I think the title of the page is Nebraska Widow. Um, and so whether you go to the NWTF hunt or the BOW hunt, you're going to walk away with some, 
gear to help you get into the field by yourself after that. So right. And the women's important. hunts, you can, uh, the Become an Outdoor Woman, you can, it's NebraskaBOW.com. You can check out the link there. Yeah. Um, you can indicate your interest in wanting to participate. And as those particular details come up about, you will be notified of that. The more interest that there is out there, we will continue to fill that demand. Yeah. Um, turkeys, as I know, or as I found out myself just last year, is it's a great introductory um, hunt for so many. It's not even, it is, I don't want to scare anybody, but hunting turkeys can be, you know, like you said introductory, but man, the calling part of turkeys is so important. And it's like one of the hardest things ever. It's challenging, but I think if you find yourself a mentor to take out there with you, don't, don't expect to go by yourself the first couple of times because that, that is can be a challenge yeah. in itself. This will be my third turkey season, and I still don't think I'm going to go by myself because it's just not as fun. Maybe it's social. <laughs> exactly. You know, maybe you don't know how to call, or maybe you can't call. I think you can't call, but it's it's a sh- social yeah. thing. Squeeze yourself into that blind yeah. and eat Oreo cookies. Yep, and yep. <laughs> and then end up at the bar eating a great lunch afterwards. I'd much rather do it that way. Exactly. So we're going to end this episode here, I guess, listening to us share, and we will connect within uh, to share my interview with C- Caitlin at Mahoney State Park. Yeah. It's good to be back. And remember at the end of this to share on Facebook, rate us, and tell everyone about it. Welcome to She Goes Outdoors. Today I've stepped out of my office to record in a different spot, and you can kind of hear some fun background noise and new background noise. Okay, Caitlin Rodick is kind of envious of her uh, personal life, wife of uh, Jake, and Jake is the superintendent, the head superintendent at Mahoney State Park. And so she gets to, I guess, live the park life 24 seven. She, um, their house is at the, uh, the park. And I guess you could say maybe Liz, Liz is a different type of dream that not every, um, lady gets to, and to experience. And so, and you also can hear in the background is some kiddos. So her kiddos have joined us as well. So we're going to interview her today of her life as, um, living at Mahoney State Park, life as mom, and then she's also very active in the outdoors. In fact, her her recent Facebook post caught my eye, and so I'm hoping to we'll get down to that and see what kind of secrets she'll, she, she was tell us. I think I heard that her uh, she was threatened not to tell us any major <laughs> secrets. So yeah. uh, welcome, Caitlin. And first of all, maybe, you know, how long have you been at Mahoney? And... How did you get get here, I should ask first? Uh, we moved here in November 2015. Jake, uh, we went to college in Chadron, Nebraska, which is seven hours west of here, nearly in Wyoming, nearly in South Dakota. <laughs> yeah, so the complete so, opposite so, side. Yeah, um, and so Jake started out as a temporary out there in college, worked his way up to be an assistant superintendent and um, then was hired on at Mahoney and so we moved out here we've been here for four years Uh, we were lucky to live at the park out there and that was beautiful Um, and then moving here was it was like entering a whole new world Um, but it was great there's just so many awesome things for the kids out here yeah and you're right like Shadron's completely on the other side of the state from Mahoney State Park from corner to corner and 
Um, it probably, almost feels like a different state. To be it honest, does, it does. <laughs> it's it's your lives. Yeah, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. And it does when you would um, visit each of the park. Uh, Shadowlands is more of a quiet park. Different. Yes. Different um, atmosphere. Yes. Different sights to see. And and so then here's Mahoney, where somebody's probably driving by your house. 24-7. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you got these cool, amazing things here for the kids to do, um, different experiences, and I'm sure Jake's constantly on the go as well. Yeah, he is. Um, we have a, we're lucky, we have a really great staff out here. Um, so in the four years that we've been here, it's gotten easier and easier for him to take time. Um, but yeah, it's it's busy. Yeah. So just recently, we're going to skip ahead a little bit, and because I was amazed by this Facebook post that you you had caught this ginormous fish mm-hmm. ice fishing yeah and so you ice fish at Mahoney right yes you can and so we're making sure everyone knows everyone can go fishing at Mahoney yes so we have two ponds um there's the Bayrite pond which is at the marina and that's a catch and release pond anybody can fish there it used to be for youth um, but now anyone can fish that pond. Um, you just have to release everything you catch. You okay. have to have a fishing license, yep. obviously, and a Nebraska Park sticker. Um, and then there's Century Lake Lake. You can fish there. Anybody can fish there, too. Um, so, yeah, it's awesome to have them basically in our backyard. Cool. <laughs> and did you learn how to fish before you came here, or when did you no. learn how to fish? Uh, well, I did in Shadron. Um, Jake has ice fished for a long time, okay. and so I am a golfer. Oh. <laughs> so I'm more of a summer months kind of girl. <laughs> well, you can mini-golf here, too. Right. You can, yeah, but so I, um, but you know, I needed a winter hobby and I uh, wanted to spend time with my husband, obviously, yeah. and so I picked it up when we were in Shadron and we would go just out to the local dam um, out there and then I just kind of became a personal challenge for me to just cool. get better and better and then this year I entered a fishing contest online um, through the women ice fishermen of uh, Minnesota, I think. Oh, I'll have to look into um, that. Yeah, and so they have amazing prizes that they got donated from Clam Outdoors and um, I think Vexlar, uh, Johnson Bratz donated oh. some stuff. And so it's a stringer of 10 crappie, and I have been in that since the start of January. And one gal and I are kind of going back and forth, inching over each other. Bantering each other. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of been a challenge to get the next big fish. So it's, is it by weight or measurement? Um, it's by measurement, by inch, quarter inch. And um, they have a lot of rules on how to post your picture. And then they go through and verify it. But, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. How cool is that? Yeah. And, and obviously you can be a Nebraska resident. It just yeah. is it anywhere. Um, yeah, it's anywhere. It has to be caught through the ice. Okay, that's the big rule. January and February, and so we're getting to where, you know, ice is day by day now. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I'm trying to just you know keep up on it because the gal that I'm kind of going back and forth with is in Minnesota, yeah. so she'll probably keep her ice for a while. So <laughs> possible. We'll just yeah. We'll send some heat their way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, and then do the kids go with you? Do you sit in a hut or how do you ice fish? Um, we do, yeah. The kids, uh, Brooklyn has gone with us since she was born. And she maybe loves it more than I do at this oh, point. Oh, funny. Um, but we do take all the kids. We have a, it's called a hub shack. Yeah. And we put a space heater in there and it's warm. We go on days that it's 40 degrees and they right. play in the snow. But it's, you know, when you have a hobby and you have three kids... Sometimes the only way to go is to take them all. And so a lot <laughs> a of people think we're crazy hey, because know. we have three kids out there. But, you know, they love it. And yeah. we've given them a hobby that they can do their whole lives. You are exactly right. And how fun is that that yeah. you could do it as a family? Yeah. Uh, get outside a variety of 
times of the day yeah. or fr- Friday times of, I guess, the season. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere once that there's no bad weather, just bad clothes. Yep. That so, is, I think that's a very yeah. good point. So we just bundle them up and, you know, they last sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes three hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, <laughs> and that's kids. Some, yeah. Their attention. So have they caught any fish themselves? Yes, so Brooklyn actually has gotten a Master Angler Award from the Game and Parks already. Ooh. She caught a big bluegill um, two years ago oh. when she was, yeah, three, and um, caught it by herself on her little Olaf fishing pole. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. and uh, Jake was, I think, doing something else, and she goes, Daddy, I got a fish. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, so, and Henry has helped um, reel a couple up, um, and Emmett tries to eat them. Oh, you know, you know it happens, one. it happens. Because so, you said um, he was 15 months. So, yeah, 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 so, why yeah. Not? but, yeah, they've caught, they enjoy it. Good. Brooklyn got her own fishing pole for Christmas this year. Oh, so. how fun. And yeah. so you said you have three three kids. Yeah. Remind us what you said their ages are. Uh, Brooklyn is five, Henry's three, and Emmett is 15 months. Yeah, about you are. Busy. You're busy. Yeah. But you, I always hear that all the time. You're busy now. And I mean, I have four <laughs> kids, too. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I would do without right, it. Right, so. exactly. I kind of wonder like what I thought was busy before. <laughs> <laughs> and someday when they're like out of the house at some point in time, you're going to be like, and what should I do now? What do I, I do? Know. Yeah. But it's fun that you take them outdoors with you. And, yeah. um, they someday, maybe they already realize how special it is where they get to live and experience yes. this and the great outdoors in their backyard and to live at a state park. I think um, their classmates probably will be jealous of yes. them. <laughs> and right now we have the horses in our backyard for oh. their winter pasture. And oh. so my kids think that they own 30 horses. You know, and, just, you know, <laughs> kind of do in a way. Right. Just let I them mean, roll so with that's it. pretty fun. Yeah. Kids are behind us playing in the activity center. And what a great place to bring the family this time of year. It's, yes. it's winter, it's cold out. And, and so the kids can play. Um, there's a, there's a, rock climbing wall what age do they have to be to do that do you um, know i think the actual thing uh, is that they have to be 22 pounds to sit in a harness oh. um, brooklyn's been climbing since it opened there you go uh, henry has tried a couple times <laughs> so um technically emmett is big enough um but yeah i think the harnesses start at 22 pounds okay. and then they just you know have to the biggest thing is getting the kids to try yeah um yeah. with brooklyn one of the first things we did was harness her up pick her up and just let her go Dangle. so that she knew that it would catch her yeah I and she's not been afraid. So. But that's the biggest. Even as an adult, the first few times I climbed down because I was just so scared about letting go of the wall. You know, you're, I think the tallest wall goes to 42 feet. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the getting up is not nearly as scary as the getting down the first few times. And then, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit of a fearful of heights myself. Yeah. So the tower and the wall and all that. Yeah. yeah. I think the kids have to be 8 or 10 to do the bouldering wall, which is um, the free climb. Okay. Um, okay. And that's mostly, we kind of looked into like trampoline parks you know say yeah. six for their yeah. bones and so yeah. we thought oh, a little older because they're just jumping down sure. basically sure. Good point. Um, but yeah the regular wall two three i mean Fun. three-year-olds can Fun. do it yeah yeah and that's something that's open you know again year round and like yeah. today it's <clears throat> super duper cold out and if you're not feeling being outside just yeah. bring the kids in even inside to warm up for a while and then you can they can go back outside and yeah. go some ice skating um the ice, a little sledding I, a little sledding when yeah. i pulled in the uh, snow blower was going because there's just not quite enough snow right now in nebraska yeah. for sledding but hey we'll make it for you yeah it's pretty funny to look outside you've got dead grass dead grass 
four feet of snow, dead grass, <laughs> and we are the only place sometimes in the entire part of this state that has three feet of snow, and it moves. The, I mean, we went sledding right after Christmas, and they, they have a groomer, and so they can condition the snow. Oh, funny. And it, that sledding hill can go. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and the park has sleds that can be rented yes, if people they do. don't have sleds, but otherwise, the sledding hill is free. Okay. So that's okay. a nice little... Good to know. Yeah. Good to know to come out and do that. And yeah. basically, that's open till it starts warming up. Yeah, till it's gone. So you can learn more about uh, the opportunities <clears throat> during the winter and then seasonal at um, OutdoorNebraska.org. And I think it's slash Mahoney. Otherwise, just Google Mahoney State Park and you can find out more options. There is a special section for um, winter activities. We're going to step out and away from Mahoney because I'm sure sometimes you like to get out and, mm-hmm. and explore outdoor skills. And when we met, it was at the Becoming Outdoor Woman weekend uh, at Ponca State Park. <clears throat> and at the time, I think when I really got to know Caitlin was on the handgun range and she was participating in the handgun um, shooting or handgun hunting class. So since then, have you been hunting or tried shooting with a handgun? I haven't done that. I was really excited to get on Ponca's range because I heard they had a really nice range. Um, I did though. Hi. Okay. I did uh, go hunting this fall um, with my bow, but I didn't get any opportunities to shoot, to be alone in a really quiet place. And <laughs> as, um, as we hear the kids in the right. background, and so, I, I you know, know. Even, I mean, sometimes when I go out, you know, I go to Target or I go to the mall or whatever. And so it's not quiet, but yes. climbing up in a tree stand by yourself is a totally different world. I mean, yes. it's just serene. You listen to the wind, you listen to the squirrels bark at you. Yes. It's a, it's a totally different experience. And so it was a lot of fun. And you just absorb uh. that. You didn't care whether you actually no. seen an animal you were yeah. just taken in the silence and this year you know it was beautiful so yeah. some days I didn't even work I wore my you know gear but I didn't wear my heavy coat or whatever I mean it was really nice almost all of our parks are surrounded with just open lands yeah. habitat um, the parks aren't just for the people they're for right. the people and the wildlife and right. for them to come together and um, the, the wildlife sometimes to have have they need those areas to hide right. away from <clears throat> from the human population. Yeah. So cool. But you have hunted, though, is that in, you've you've had successful hunts before. Yes. I uh, Again, all this started with Jake. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, all right. And so I shot a couple turkeys when we were in Chadron, which was a lot of fun. They are silly little creatures. did shoot a deer um, a few years ago with a rifle. Um, I do want to sh- hunt with a handgun at some point. I have a couple of nice handguns that were gifted given to me from my dad and my grandpa and uh but i just more than anything i think it's so important especially for women to just be comfortable with a handgun and so that was what i wanted to try different kinds i mean i personally own my own you know that i'm comfortable with but i wanted to try the different feels and and just not be nervous when you're holding one you're right her and um the other caitlin that (laughs) we um interviewed a few episodes ago were just they were rocking it and so i'm thinking we just need to get this like um, a big group and get together in a quiet spot without our kids and find their they can stay with their (laughs) stay with someone else and go (laughs) yeah but that's really cool that um jake was your mentor and now you're um going out on your own and as well as introducing your kids to the outdoors yeah so 
questions that we've started asking um, all of our our guests is one: um, if you were to give a new outdoor enthusiast advice, what would it? What would you say and do? My first thing I would say is just go. Yeah. I mean, I there are I have done so many things in the last five years by myself that I never thought I would do. That's awesome. And um, I mean, I. I could fish, but I never thought I'd go by myself because I was nervous about putting the, um, you know, the plastic on the right way or tying the hook or what if something, I can't get the hook out of the mouth. Yeah. And now it's, I can drill my own hole. You know, I drag my sled out with my auger and my Vexlar and I can do everything by myself. And now you're taunting women in Minnesota to do it. Right. Yeah. That's and, cool. and, you know, so the biggest thing is just go. And yeah. another thing is just try something. I mean, I uh, I wanted to kayak when we went to BOW. Yeah. And the weather was not good. And so I didn't get to kayak. So I picked fly fishing instead. And I thought, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. I, it was my favorite class. Awesome. By far. I, awesome. I tied my own fly. And I went fishing with, I can't remember the gentleman's name. But it was amazing. Good. I had no idea I was going to love it that much. Good. Good. And it was so cool. And so, uh, you know, BOW is a great place to start yeah. because... You can do things that are catered to you if you just want to start. You get help. Yeah, you. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. And sometimes um, we we take our help with us. And yeah, uh, and, and we'll definitely have to get you out there and, and kayaking. I think you'll really yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Well, actually, I bought Jake a kayak for Christmas. Oh. So we've already had it out. So yeah, good, it was good. a lot of fun. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, I definitely encourage you to to take um, Caitlin's advice and just just go find either sometimes. You may, if you don't feel like you're comfortable going yourself, do find that mentor to go with right. you. So, um, the second question is: Tell us an embarrassing moment outdoors, whether it's hilarious or scary, oh, or some point when you were just maybe embarrassed. Oh, I mean, I get embarrassed fishing all the time. <laughs> oh, I when Jake and I went with his family to um, South Dakota a few years ago to fish. I think Brooklyn was. We might not have even had Brooklyn yet. And we stayed in these cabins, and we went fishing to several different ponds, and we were sitting on the last pond, and it had been a pretty slow day, and I took out my phone to look at the time, and I dropped it down an ice fishing hole. Oops! And so I had to spend the rest of the afternoon on the phone with the insurance, on Jake's phone, with the insurance company (laughs) trying to buy a new phone, because mine was at the bottom of a hole, and we tried... For like an hour with the underwater camera to find it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what we'd have done if we'd have found yeah, exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I think the just fun of it. But yeah, so I have done that. That's I have dropped a couple things. We dropped a Mountain Dew can down a hole before. Oh. So my advice on that is to zip your phone in your pocket. Very tight. Very good. Hey, that's another <laughs> advice. I mean, she's got all kinds of outdoor things. Yeah. Memorable mm-hmm. outdoor experience. If I could talk, it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I shot my first deer, awesome. it was um, the adrenaline. I mean, I can't even describe it. You know, I had never, growing up, I never thought I would hunt. We just, we golfed and we did other things. You know, we had other hobbies. And um, so I never really saw myself doing that. Yeah. And I kind of got into it. And then Jake's like, why don't we just try this year? You know, we'll go sit. We had some really gracious landowners that let yeah. us sit. Good. And um, I, when I got over that deer, I mean the feeling that came through my body yeah. was nothing like I've ever felt Oh, yeah, before. the butterflies. There's yeah. special butterflies. And then, you know, there. I hit it. And I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> and uh, so it was pretty exciting. And the whole process, you know, the cleaning. And, and Jake and I have always um, done the whole butchering process ourselves. Yeah, um, And so the whole thing, start to finish, was just such an accomplished feeling because... 
you literally provide it for yourself. Exactly. I mean, start to finish. And so exactly. it was pretty cool. Well, that's, that's amazing. And, um, and knowing that you just, she's provided a lot of um, advice, a lot of experience, a lot of fun. And I thank you for joining us today because <laughs> we had to bring in the activity center yeah. and, and the kiddos <clears throat> with her. And it's a, it's a good point that sometimes you just got to, you got to do what you got to do yeah. and, and enjoy it. And um, a lot of fun stories to share. And I will, we're going to be following you on Facebook and make sure that you win that contest. Yes. <laughs> Faith beat Minnesota. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so, well, thank you. Thanks for going outdoors with us this week. Please subscribe, rate, review, share, and join us on Facebook and Instagram at She Goes Outdoors. Bye.